All right, welcome to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. My name is Joe. Today is March 20th, and we're going to be talking all things coronavirus, economic impacts, government bailout. You'll hear it here today. There's a lot of stuff going on in the news with coronavirus. You know, we've got the whole state of California locked down. We've got a government stimulus package coming. We've got misinformation on test kits. And basically, the world is in a panic. So today, we're going to kind of discuss a bunch of different things about the coronavirus. Um, First of all, let's kind of look at what the government is doing right now. So we've passed uh, currently uh, $17.5 billion um, for coronavirus-related items. It's been done in a couple phases. Phase one, of course, was extra funding for the CDC. Um, Four billion to make test kits more readily available, and one billion in loan subsidies for small businesses. Phase two, which they just passed last week, is offering free tested free testing for the uninsured, two weeks paid sick and family leave, increased funding for Medicaid and food programs like SNAP, and increased unemployment benefits. So basically, if you're unemployed because of coronavirus, it'll be a little bit more easier to get unemployment benefits. Currently, they're working on Phase 3, which that's going to include two rounds of direct payments to taxpayers, uh, tentatively scheduled for April 6th and May 18th. They've been discussing anywhere from $1,000 to $1,200 for each taxpayer. Uh, If you have children at home, they're also going to be putting an additional $500 um, for each child. Including in that is going to be $300 billion in small business loans uh, for small businesses with less than 500 employees. And this is going to be a major thing for those, as we'll discuss later, for those small businesses. Um, We're looking at $50 billion in the bailout for the airline industry and $150 billion to other industries that are affected, uh, shopping malls, hotels, cruise lines. And these bailouts for these industries, I know we're kind of questionable about, you know, well, what are they going to do with that money? Um, Part of that bailout has included that none of that can go to, um, you know, compensation as far as bonuses for the board or bonuses for, you know, the CEO. So I know that was a concern because when we saw the auto bailout in 2008, we didn't have those kind of restrictions involved. And a lot of that money went to pay bonuses for the board and bonuses for the CEOs while you, me, and the taxpayer were bailing them out, which really didn't seem fair. So I'm glad to see that these are included on this. I know there's some of you who probably think that this isn't enough or it's an inadequate amount or we didn't do anything because I certainly see that in the media every day. You know, this left-leaning, slanted media, continually every day, we're trying to find something wrong with the response. Could it be that we're in an election year? Could it be that we're choosing the next president of the United States this November? And wouldn't it look great if the economy tanked and we could blame it all on his inadequate response? Currently, there are three different PACs, Democratic PACs, that are spending up to 5 to $10 million to start running ads um, showing the how bad the administration responded to this, how many people they killed because of this, 
because of their lack of response. You know, once again, I go back to late January, early February, where he decided to stop all, you know, stop stopping flights and people coming in and out of China. I think, once again, this really, really saved us. But as you see, once he did that, he was called a racist. You know, I don't know if you've been watching any of these press conferences, but some of these questions these people ask are hilarious. And some of their responses are pretty, pretty much just, you know, that's the way it's going to be. You know, it's just amazing. I don't know if you guys, you know, we're stuck on this whole, is it called the Wuhan virus? Is it called the China virus? Is it called coronavirus? You know, and by an administration saying it's the China virus, suddenly we're racist against Chinese people. I mean, every time they have a press conference about this from the White House, which they do, I think, two a day now, somebody from the media asks that question. Well, why do you say that? And the president's response is, is plain and simple. It started in Wuhan, China. It's a Chinese virus. The Chinese hit it. They jailed doctors who were talking about it. They gave incorrect information to the World Health Organization, saying that there were no new contaminations from this. And they let people travel freely in and out of Wuhan, China. So, of course, this is a Chinese virus. It's not an American virus. It's not the U.S. virus. It's not the European virus. It was started in Wuhan, China. That's not racist at all. Is the media an arm of the Chinese government? It seems that way. You know, if we look, there's a lot of Chinese investment in the infrastructure in the U.S., especially in the media. Because it sure seems to me like they're very sympathetic with the Chinese instead of firing off better questions about what did China know? Why didn't they talk about it? What didn't they do? No, we don't want to ask those kind of questions. And there just seems to be a lot of false information out there in general that if people would just do some research, they would get the answer to. You know, the question that, that gets me nowadays is I'm tired of hearing about, oh, testing kits. Why don't we have enough testing kits? Um, everybody should be able to be tested. So think about this. Okay, when we first started testing people for the flu in the United States, did we test every single person in the United States? No. Is that practical? No. Is that cost beneficial? No. Is that going to help identify who has the flu? Sometimes. But nowadays, flu tests are readily available because we've made the adjustments over the last 20 plus years in medical science and have come to the point now where flu tests are readily available. They're cheaply made. So people can be tested if they think they have the flu. What people don't understand is, you know, coronavirus has been around. But this particular strain of coronavirus is brand new. So if it's a brand new virus, how would we have millions and millions of test kits stockpiled? I don't get it. I don't understand those questions from the media. I mean, it's a brand new virus. There's no way we would have millions of test kits hidden that we're not allowing people to have. You know, the other big thing is that people are saying, you know, well, the World Health Organization offered us all these test kits and the United States refused. You know, if you listen to the press conferences, the Surgeon General, you know, says that's, that's false. They never asked. The World Health Organization never asked us if we wanted their test kits. The second part of that that most people don't know is that those test kits from the World Health Organization weren't approved by the FDA. They were non-approved tests that weren't very effective. Because once again, these test kits were rushed out because this is a new strain of a virus that we have no testing for. 
So how could we just suddenly have tests for everyone? You know, and I know people are upset because, you know, we're seeing athletes being able to get tested. We're seeing the Hollywood elite being able to get tested for coronavirus. When we go to the doctor, we're told that, you know, tests aren't available. Well, we see with this new funding mechanism that tests will be more readily available. You know, Trump enacted the War Powers Act, which allows the private sector to get rid of these government regulations and these layers of bureaucracy that the Obama administration placed so that we can get production of these. You know, we see currently that they're already testing an antidote for the virus. That's, that's begun almost immediately. He's deregulated the CDC so that we can get these to the forefront as soon as possible. You know, but I love his response on, on, the, on the athletes in Hollywood being tested. Someone asked Trump about that, and Trump was just basically like, you know, that's the way it is. You know, rich people can't afford to do that. Is that fair? No. Is life fair? No. Is that the fault of this administration? No. That's life. If you look throughout the history of this country, unfortunately, if you have money, you have access to better things. Is that fair? Once again, no, it's, it's not fair, but that's, that's the way life is. But that's the American dream. You can work hard. You can make money. Should people not be able to be tested? No, I don't, I don't think that's right. But once again, it's a brand new virus. We don't have millions and millions of test kits stockpiled like we do for the flu. You know, another one that the current presidential candidates on the Democratic side are, are discussing is the fact that the pandemic team was completely cut by the CDC uh, by the Trump administration. You know, there was a current article in the Washington Post, I believe it was yesterday, uh, where a member of that team actually was sourced for the article and said that it simply didn't happen. Once again, this is something that's being spun by the media to show the lack of response of this administration. When the Obama administration took over, there were several, several more layers of government added. During that administration, you know, the increase in levels was, was unseen by any president. I mean, Michelle Obama had, what, 43 staff, 43 people on her staff. Melania Trump has four. I mean, it just the levels of bureaucracy that was created, the level of nonsense, Administrator on administrator on administrator, which made no sense. So those layers were cut. The whole pandemic team wasn't cut. That's just simply false. But once again, it's being spun because we're in an election year that he did this and people are going to die. Lives are lost. You know, as of today, per the CDC, there's 10,422 cases of coronavirus. We have 150 total deaths out of 350 million people, 150 deaths, 23 service people commit suicide every day. But are we pushing billions of dollars for that? Are we trying to help them? No. We have 150 deaths and the entire country is shut down. I mean, California just recently, uh, last night, started their entire quarantine for the entire state. I mean, I don't, I don't get the whole quarantine thing. Maybe somebody can help me out with that. Why aren't we quarantining those that are most susceptible to this? Why aren't we quarantining the elderly? Why aren't we quarantining the immunodeficient people? That's 20% of the population. 
So instead, we're going to quarantine 100% of the population. Does this make sense to any of you? Because it doesn't make sense to me. You know, currently for the flu, per the CDC, there's over 20,000 deaths from the flu alone. And there's been over 350,000 people hospitalized. So, once again, you're more likely to get the flu. We're not shutting the world down for the flu. We're not testing everybody for the flu. We're not throwing billions of dollars towards the flu. Even with this economic stimulus and these bailouts and these loans for small businesses, as well as cash payments to you, me, and Johnny Taxpayer, the economic implications and the results of this are going to be far-reaching. You know, the first three years of this administration, we saw gains in the market that were unheard of, that we were told we couldn't have. For those of you who liked eight years of the Obama administration and 1.5% GDP growth, didn't know what to do with the 4% GDP growth. This country became economically viable again. We, imp we exported more oil than we imported. We were able to redo trade negotiations. This country had an economic boon unseen. And as of Monday of this or Tuesday of this week, all those gains were knocked out on Wall Street because of the current practices that we're doing, because of the current hysteria, because we're shutting businesses down. We're not allowing more than 10 people to congregate. I mean, if I, you know, luckily I'm not in the restaurant business anymore. I don't know how these restaurants are surviving. They can only do takeout now. I mean, if you're a server in a restaurant, tips are your lifeblood, and you're not able to do that anymore. All these small businesses that can't offer services anymore, they're going to be shut down. I, last week I read an article in the Washington Post, and they were saying in Seattle during the first couple weeks of their shutdown in Seattle, 50, 50 restaurants went out of business. So you figure 50 restaurants, they each employ, you know, 20, 30 people. That's quite a few people who are currently unemployed. You know, I was looking at a list last night. Every major retailer in the country is shut down. We're shut down over 10,000 cases and 150 deaths. Why, was there no shut, why is there no shutdown for the flu season? Why is there no money thrown at that? It's the hysteria created by the media. It's the false narrative of the testing kits and the pandemic team that gets spun and spun again. And why is it being spun? Because it's an election year. They don't want to see Trump win again. They don't want to see this administration succeed. They want to see people get sick. They want to see bodies pile up. Because then they can claim that nothing he did was enough. Unfortunately, we're the ones paying the price for this. I mean, I'm frustrated. I can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. We just have to sit at home. Why do I have to sit at home? Why aren't the people most acceptable quarantined? Why are businesses having to shut down? How do we rebound from this? I guarantee you, come election time, all we're going to see are ad after ad after ad attacking this administration for their response for a brand new disease that we just found out about, that we couldn't have prepared for, that we couldn't have done anything for, but yet the media spins it, because don't forget, the media is 
what did they say, 90-some percent bias, as I talked about in one of my episodes. We're spinning this thing into something worse than it is. The entire country is shut down for 150 deaths out of 350 million people. Life has to go on. People have to work. Kids are missing out on school. Society cannot just shut down like we have. You're more likely to get the flu once again. It's like all rational thought has simply just disappeared from America. People aren't being rational anymore. We're hoarding toilet paper. Stores are now setting up special hours for elderly people so they can buy toilet paper. I don't know, I'm not sitting here wrapped in toilet paper to present my, prevent myself from getting the coronavirus. But we've, we're just a society where we're greedy. We're a me too society. So I'm going to go buy all the milk and all the eggs so you can't have any. Even though that stuff will spoil. I'm going to go buy all the toilet paper because I need it for the next five years. And what was this caused by? This was caused by the media. The media sensationalizing. The media hyping this. The media putting the fear into Americans' hearts. You know, I don't know how we're going to pull out of this. You know, I feel the economy is going to be able to rebound. I'm hopeful that the economy will be able to rebound. I'm fearful that many people are going to lose their jobs. I'm fearful that many businesses are going to close. We need to take this time to come together as a community. To not be divided by the politics of this disease. We need to be able to reach across and shake each other's hand. Six feet away, of course. But you know what I'm you know what I'm trying to say here is that we have to come together as a community. We have to come together as citizens. We have to come together as people in order to combat this. We need to look at the bureaucracy in Washington. We need to look at term limits. We need to look at limiting the power of these people. Otherwise, we're going to be subject to this all the time. Anytime anything comes along, the response by the media is going to be to fan it negatively so it spins a bad light. When is enough enough? When are we going to say enough is enough? You know, enjoy this time. Be with your family. Rediscover things. Go for a walk. Clean your house out. Support local businesses as best you can. Support restaurants. Go buy gift certificates. I mean, give them some cash now to work with. Don't let them wait for their bailout because they're not going to be around when this all gets over. Let's try and be sensible. Let's keep our wits about us. Let's focus on America. Let's focus on our citizens. Let's focus on what is right. All right, thank you for joining me today on Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Hey, I'm now available on iHeartRadio, so check me out there. Ask Alexa for me. Tune in Spotify and Apple. Have a good day.